Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Hi, I'm Namuli. <laughs> yes, we are so honored to have this beautiful guest with us here today, Namuli, who is a womb-focused earth and energy healing medicine practitioner who is also a conscious love and sex educator, liberating and empowering women to be their full, authentic selves. Welcome, Namuli, with that amazing intro. It's so, like, our audience is probably so excited to hear this because I think that it's, you're really, what you do really speaks to a large part of our audience, and we're so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Well, um, you know, for those, well, since you've never been on this podcast before, we love when new people come on to just tell a little bit more of their story and their backstory and how they got to do this awesome thing that they're doing now. So we'd love if you could share anything that feels relevant to that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's been quite the journey. Um, When I first started out doing my healing work, I just started out with the Reiki energy healing and it kind of just snowballed and, you know, surrendering to the calling after that. So it's been a huge shift in my journey and how I came to where I am now. Um, I initially just thought I would just work with women and I do. Majority of my clients are women and I really like to empower and liberate women and them remembering who they are, reclaiming their power and rising to their highest self and what that looks like to them and just really teaching them tools and practices to help them do that and find their self-healing power within as well. And really breaking down limiting beliefs, learned and conditioning programming that may be halting their evolution and their true um, self-realization and really stepping into that and leaning into that. Um, I had a lot of people eventually come to me as couples for couple advice. And so I've kind of molded into that kind of way um, and let it organically flow. So it's been pretty great to them stepping into their authentic self with relationships, womb health. I also work with um, maternity, pregnancy, infertility, just a very womb focus. And I do a lot with um, energy work is the basis of what I do. And I also incorporate a lot of earth modalities. Uh, so very indigenous, working with herbs, very earth based and grounded in that way. It's so beautiful. I've been, um, so I know you in real life. And I've also been following you for a long time on Instagram and just 
what you do is so amazing. I love it so much. I love the photos that you take, like all of it just looks so exciting. And I really want to book like one of those Reiki bathtub sessions. Um, that would definitely get me out of my comfort zone because I'm very uncomfortable with nudity. So like (laughs) being as open as you are, and we have a mutual friend, Justine, and mm-hmm. didn't you guys do a retreat together where you are like a woman's moon circle? I feel like you did something uh, like that. She was no, talking we about. haven't actually. We've talked about it a lot. We hasn't, it hasn't manifested all the way yet. But oh, well, yes. maybe I'm just <laughs> making that up. But um, it's interesting because one of the things that I really liked about your Instagram and also kind of scares me about your Instagram is there's so much nudity on there. And yeah. it, like, it's tasteful. It's not like, you know, it's not like Pornhub or anything like that. It's very beautiful and tasteful, but it is different than what you normally see. And I really love that. And I feel like you do such a good job embodying your femininity and also really like empowerment and empowering other people. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. I, um, it took me a while to break out of my shell and kind of step out of my comfort zone that way, but I always love the body as art Um, so I try to be very poetic about it and inspirational with it. Um, so when I talk about conscious love and sex, I really like to take that approach of kind of like Renaissance or, um, Garden of Eden, kind of very natural. Mm -hmm. And so that's very empowering when I work with women one-on-one as well in our sessions, I do work a lot with, uh, I have an outdoor Reiki tub. Um, that I do water ceremonies and we work with elements a lot. So I work with um, earth, water, air, and fire. So I take those elements to do the inner alchemy for outer reality alchemy. So um, it is again, very earth-based. And so a lot of the clients are like, do I have to be nude? I'm like, it's not, I'm not going to force it upon you, but I do highly encourage it because it is a part of the healing work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I do find that it's very empowering to kind of step out of your comfort zone. So Ambie, just let me know. I know we've been talking about that for a while. You just have to take the leap. Yeah, I really do. I just have to take the leap and I definitely want to do it. Part of your year. part of my fear, year of fear. Um, I do. And I want to do it before it gets cold because I don't want to do it when it's cold outside. Um, Yeah, I love that idea. I'm definitely going to follow up with you on that. Can I ask a question before we kind of move into more of today's topic? I'm sure it's related in some way, but what is the, you know, you talked a lot about doing womb-based work and what is the importance of the womb? Like why is it so important to do work with the womb for women? It's foundational. You know, we, it's kind of like our emotional junk drawer. So when you're starting to want to clear that out and to align and get to know and awaken to yourself, um, that's kind of where you have to start. And the womb is very connected to your heart. The womb is also, um, the womb and the heart are very connected to your cervix, actually. So when you experience and explore and sex and energy exchange in that way, whatever uh, imprints, energy imprints. And a lot of the times the women that I'm working with are toxic um, energy imprints that get stored there through the cervix and then also in the heart. So you're not only going to go through a heartbreak, you know, in your heart, you're going through your womb and everything. So just clearing out that foundational and it's close to our roots, you know, so that's like 
our foundation um, to really stable us in that way. And so the womb is really where we house our vital life force energy, the most powerful energy that we hold in our bodies. Um, and so that is our chi and that is what creates our life and gives birth to our lives. And so really clearing that out, even if you're looking to conceive, it's really important to clear as much as you can out um, before conceiving so it doesn't get carried on to the baby's DNA because it does get passed down. Um, so really starting there is the key to everything and expanding from that, um, releasing inner, any um, toxic energetic imprints, any sexual trauma. That way you can really step into your divine feminine more expansively and just flow with that. Um, so that's where I like to start. And I do that intuitively as well. I can really feel when there's been a child loss. Um, and when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, I do give them a psychic reading afterwards and go over my findings of what is stored in the womb and we're really clearing that out and then building up on top of that. So reclaiming the power from that with the clearing. And then you'll be able to remember. So the remembering part is really connecting to your womb, listening to her, um, with the wisdom of your ancestors are really stored there as well. So learning how to connect to that wisdom, learning how to connect to your intuition and really listening to what your needs and desires are and then openly communicating that unapologetically um, and then rising to really meet your highest self. Um, so that's the method that I use from there. That's beautiful. How long are the sessions typically? Um, most of them are an hour. Some of them are 90 minutes. It just seems like so much work in such a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Well, I do committed three, three month commitment. Okay. So okay. It's actually healing journeys. And I have a couple of different ones to choose from depending on where you are in your journey and what you need. Um, but they're all three months commitment. And so it's really an immersive journey to really go through this because I incorporate different things in each session. And I'll even do like, a, uh, I have a session where I do a clay, a wound detox with clay and we I've put herbs that. in the clay. And it's, so it's a, I teach you how to massage and really sing from your womb and then back to your womb. Um, mm -hmm. So that's very deep singing and connecting to the plants. I do a tea ceremony. Um, breast massage and just really every session that I do is educational because um, my goal is for my clients to be self-sufficient in their healing and really stand and own in their power and realize how powerful they are to do this work too for themselves. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's so interesting because this is the type of work that <clears throat> you know, you, like you've said it many times, it's earth-based, it's earth-based, but it's so, it's, it's also kind of the most foreign thing to many of us, right? Which is so interesting because it's, we come from the earth, we are of the earth, we are the earth, right? And, you know, I think that is the journey for many women right now is like really getting back in touch with that, those lower chakras and this space that we've been taught to like um, ignore or shame or you know, be disconnected from. And so it's, I was just noticing the way that I was feeling when you were talking about this. I was like, Ooh, I know I need to do this work. And then I'm like, Ooh, it triggers me. Ooh, why does it trigger me? You know, like going through that just emotional experience. So, and I'm, I'm wondering if you have many women express that to you. 
it's very intimate and deep. And so I have a lot of women that come to me that are nervous. Yeah. Uh, so I have to kind of talk them off the edge, the ledge there, but because they know what's going to come out of this work, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be raw. They're going to be exposed. Like their true self is going to shine. Um, and they want that, but it's very scary to get there. They, they know the process is unknown because they're going to face the unknown. They're going to face the hard, the heavy stuff, the hurt, the pain. Um, and so that's what we need to go through in order to get to where we need to be. But it's always a beautiful transition and journey. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. And what about your like cervical health? I'm imagining it probably helps like have you noticed any correlation between like pelvic pain or heavy periods or light, like missed periods or anything like that? And then the womb health, the womb work that you do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I started to incorporate the herbs because I feel like the herbs are very accessible to everyone too and super powerful. So plant medicine is well beyond, you know, what it can help you with physically. It's very, they're split. They're, um, our spirit teachers as well. They want to help us. They're abundant provisions that Mother Earth provides for us. And they want nothing more but to help us and support us. Um, So what they teach us energetically, I find is amazing. Um, When you really tap in, I kind of, I usually um, recommend my clients to get a journal just for teas and getting to know their plants and bond with the plants and develop a deep relationship with the plants, meditate, sleep with the plants, like just go all out and just really develop the respect, um, a knowing, a wisdom, a bond with these plants that um, things that are emotionally, of course, stuck in our bodies cause disease over time. So it manifests physically and a lot of the correlation with what these women are experiencing um, is rooted in emotional um, issues or emotional wounds or traumas. Mm. Yeah, this is really powerful and really, really powerful work. I think that, you know, many of our audience are are women who can probably really relate to this or are probably their ears are perking up when we're talking about this because like me, it's like, oh, I know I need to do this or I know that this is me. So um, at the end of this episode, we'll (laughs) give you guys all the information of how you can work with Namuli and how you can contact her and um, and. But before that, we're going to move into a slightly different topic, which is that, which also involves like uncertainty, fear, kind of like lack of an empowerment and yeah, yeah. Conf- confusion, which is this um, idea of, you know, these changing relationship dynamics, um, which it seems to be just becoming more and more in society, more and more people are feeling comfortable to talk about it, to move into it where it's not this traditional monogamy anymore, it's polyamory or some other sort of relationship dynamic. So Namuli would love if you could share a little bit about your perspective of that or what you've noticed with clients or people around you. Absolutely. When I really started to dive into conscious love and sex, this started to branch off of it majorly. Um, So just seeing how 
afraid people are to step into something that's kind of out, outside of the box, you know, mm-hmm. or not being able to align with that, their authentic truth or self or accepting it, feeling guilt and shame about feeling a certain way. Um, and so I try to look at everything that I do and I help with couples and women. I try to teach them to look at everything through an energetic and conscious lens of love. So uh, the basis of what I do when I go into help Um, especially couples or anybody in a different relationship dynamic is unlearning lust and falling Mm -hmm. into love. Mm -hmm. So the way that I approach sex is very spiritual based. Um, And I believe that there's no such thing as lust. There's only love and an expanded creative expression of that. So if you're in a very expanded state of love, that can look like anything that is in alignment with what your spirit wants and your heart wants as long as it's through a, a conscious lens and not through a lens of fear or ego or anxiety or, you know, that's why I think the healing is a very good place to start so that you're going into these dynamics and there's a lot of different options. And I always say there's no rules. So I always want my my clients to always be in alignment with what's best for them um, and with them showing up in their truth um, and not holding back on that. Because when we hold back, then we're not shining our best light and we're not helping our communities and we're not evolving. We're just stuck in blocks in a way. So just unblocking those fears that can be religious, you know, social conditions, social expectations, and just educating that there's more to it. There's more options and it doesn't have to be a bad thing or it doesn't have to be something where you're filling a void because I like to start with unlearning lust Mm -hmm. so that you can understand um, that if there's just love and you're feeling the love more than anything else and unlearning the programmings from a lot of the times how we all learned sex, we didn't have it much in school. Our parents didn't talk to us much about it. So we may have turned to porn or something like that to really learn. And of course our sexual energy wants to be expressed physically, but Mm -hmm. it can also be expressed spiritually. So if we bring that energy up and activate it through our crown, instead of depleting our vital life force energy, um, through the physical expression, then that powers it up more. Um, we can use it and utilize it in manifestation in a more healthy way. Um, so understanding in that way, it, be, it amplifies your creative um, energy as well. So that's going to expand your love. That's going to expand your creativity. That's going to expand your um, sexual energy and the way that it wants to be expressed. Um, So I like to start with that and then moving from there and then having people, uh, women feeling empowered um, in their choices and moving beyond what may be traditional, you know. Um, And so this kind of is personal for me. I have never shared anyone this, but this is exclusive. You get the first scoop here. Um, And it's I have to share my personal stories. It's in my body design, my human design chart. So I have to do it. Love it. But um, so how I came to this and the downloads from the ancestors is I had this kind of cosmic shift experience where a past life came to my knowing. 
And it was a past life with someone that I know here in this life. And I spontaneously fell in love with this person. And I am married and I got married in a very traditional way. And I think back to my wedding now and you know how I I really wanted to um, write my own vows, but it wouldn't come to me. And I didn't know why at the time, like, why can't I think of anything to say? It just wasn't sitting right with me. We had the pastor and the church, very, I grew up very Christian. So I always imagined it going in a very traditional Christian way, my wedding. And so I had the pastor um, just pick out the traditional vows and just go with that. But something just never sat right with me on that. And so I'm all about energy and how things are connected energetically and the intention behind things. So that's just the backstory to that. So fast forward. Um, So I had this happen to me out of my control you know, um, and it's like completely innocent. And like a lot of empaths, I'm very deeply, I can very, I have the capacity to love very deeply and I have the capacity to see people as their higher self. Um, so I ended up falling in love with this person's higher self that I saw, um, while I was married and I felt like a monster. Mm -hmm. I felt like the bad guy. I Mm -hmm. felt sick to my stomach. Like I, I literally made myself physically ill. I started, um, having heart issues because it was the guilt was in the shame, which just tearing me apart because I'm like, I believed in marriage. You know, I believed in my vows until I really dug deeper, you know, um, I felt like the most horrible, terrible person fulfilling love. Yeah. And so I really had to break that down. Like, does it make sense for me to tear myself apart and feel this way about myself? Feeling love and falling in love is a beautiful thing outside of marriage, outside of a committed relationship, but inside of marriage, it felt like the worst thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to sit with myself with that. And this person, um, that I fell in love with is not choosing to consciously live to the higher self that I felt and felt fell in love with. So that was just what it was. And so it's not like I can move forward with that or with my husband or my partner with any direction with that, but it just woke me up out of this trance that I was in, I guess, of what marriage really is. And what is it rooted in and what does it stand for and what is the intention? Um, And then I had someone, I told someone, I confided in someone about what happened and they said, well, you know, you have to fight for your marriage. Mm. And it just struck me. So I was like, "Mm." I've heard that before, but it didn't sting me as much as it did then. It's like, I get it, but to what extent and of course yeah there's compromise but to what sacrifice if it's halting your self realization and it's halting your self evolution it's halting your growth just because you feel like you're stuck in these vows until death or better or worse what is the benefit in that you know um 
So that was the first thing that kind of really got me thinking. Um, and then I also thought about children and children being so devastated by divorce. Um, and what if it wasn't expected, you know, for you to be with the same person for the rest of your life? I think that was, that's been so burned in our minds yeah. that this is what you're supposed to do. This is how it's supposed to be. Um, and then the children grow up in that and get torn apart when their parents are not together or if they stay together and they're not happy. Kids are very into with energy. I don't think that's healthy. That's very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just at this crossroads with myself and I was awakened one night in the middle of the night and I heard um, monogamy is rooted in indigenous colonization. And I was mind blown because I hadn't thought about that before. And I was very much still subconsciously, I guess, in the old paradigm, the religious paradigm of how I thought monogamy came to be Mm -hmm. uh, biblically. So um, I went to research and Google after that and the facts are there. I mean, it was just all a part of the agenda with the U.S. and Canada and the Catholic Church of Europe and how it was forced upon us in the favor of men and connected to land rights um, and to really erase and try to convert the Native Americans of this country. Um, And so I know that I feel very connected to the Indigenous ways I believe that the indigenous ways are our future. It's really going to get us connected and healthy and more conscious. And I believe like that's what they did. Um, I read about like 83% of native tribes were poly before monogamy was forced upon them. Um, I can only imagine how beautiful that was, you know, before Mm -hmm. it was forced. Um, So The conscious love and sex is all about um, consciously choosing your partner every day on the daily, you know, Um, not having expectations or pressures to feel like you're trapped or stuck or you don't have any other options. Um, So my partner and I are consciously choosing each other every day. Um, We're still just him and I. But that may change one day and it may not. We may continue to choose each other for the rest of our lives or we may not. And we came to the same page and conclusion on that, that that's what feels good to us. Um, And we're even going to plan unvow renewals. That's cute. And write whole new vows that make more sense to my belief now and where my spirit is aligned now. Um, my I can feel in my spirit that I am poly and that I have been poly, even like in past lives and you know, a lot of spiritual advanced civilizations, that's what they that's what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And but that makes sense because we weren't as wounded, we weren't um, as conditioned and programmed to have this sense of safety and security. It was just love and just an expanded expression of love without the jealousy or the ego or the pain and the wounds showing up in that. And of course, Polly in history has the the controversial side where, um, you know, 
men took advantage of that idea and had as many wives and had all the babies. And biblically, it's like you have to obey your husband as you obey God and be fruitful. And, you know, right. so that that is a different lens. So this can go a lot of different ways. And there's a lot of different perspectives on this. But through the, the lens of conscious love, it is just an alignment to your authentic self to make sure you're stepping into fully your self-evolution um, and then in turn ultimately helping with the shift of the planet so mm, I love that and I, I think that sorry <laughs> oh no you're fine you're perfect I think that it's it's so true and actually I had a very similar thought two years ago it was my nose itches it was um, this concept and this idea of an open relationship. Um, I myself still have like somewhat negative views about a poly relationship versus an open relationship, which is funny because I'm in an open relationship, but there's such a negative stereotype associated with it. But again, for me, it was this idea of suppressing it, suppressing it, you know, talking to my husband and not being, both of us not being on the same page about it. And then it was one day, it was like everything clicked and he became okay with it. And I became okay with it. And I feel like the communication there is so much more open than it has ever, ever been in the 11 years that we've been together. So much more open because there's no more room for jealousy insecurities, anything like that. Um, and currently I am dating a woman and it's a whole different level of intimacy in a relationship. And we've had constant communication between the three of us, as far as like, how are you feeling? Are you insecure? Are you, um, feeling left out? Are you feeling like there's enough attention because it's not just like the sex, it's also the communication piece. It's that's the main part of it is the communication, the love, making sure that everyone is consenting and everyone is not okay, but thriving. And I think that that's the big thing here. A um, couple of statistics that I just want to throw out because I love statistics. So 90% of women in monogamous hetero relationships feel unseen and unheard 90%. That's astounding to me. And the problem is that when you go to your, your husband and you say, I don't feel seen or heard, they don't know how to receive that. And they don't know what to do with that information because their yeah. version, like my husband, his version of seen and heard is physical. Okay. Well, I see you and I hear you. So what do you want? Right. And it took literally like another person showing him what that looks like for him to kind of click and get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. And so it's, it's interesting now because before, like we didn't, you know, we should have, we tried dating. We were the couple sitting at the table that really didn't have a whole lot to say to each other because we have kids and a life and all of this. And we talk all the time. Um, but it wasn't about like, how are you or how am I? And now 
that is very, very different. Now that is, we want to spend time together. We're going parasailing today. I'm really excited. Um, and so it's, we're just getting outside of like our normalcies and also getting outside of the role of like wife and husband and mom and dad. Yeah. So I really, I really like that aspect. I think it's personally, it has benefited our relationship more than anything else. We've been a couples counseling. We've had coaches like this has been the thing that really has really helped both of us come together and feel really expanded and heard. And our kids know about it. Our families know about it. And, you know, some people don't agree with it, but it is what it is. So that's it's awesome. Their life. Yeah. That you stepped into that and was fearless about it. And I understand it took a while because it takes a while for us to break down those fears and those expectations and those programs that we're so used to. Um, but I think that's just it. You know, when you step into it, it feels so good and it makes more sense because the energy that's connected to what monogamy is rooted in is not, it's toxic. It's not healthy, yeah. it, you know? So being forced in a way to that lifestyle and living in that way and feeling like that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Or the you're failure. Shame. Yeah. yeah. Especially with family. Um, you brought up something that I, I wanted to get your opinion on because, you know, the saying where they say, if you feel like you're emotionally missing something, nobody can um, fulfill all your emotional needs. No person can fulfill all your emotional needs. Um, how would that, in your perspective, apply to this sort of situation? Because I feel like sometimes that is the reason why people they're feeling a void. You know, they feel like mm -hmm. something's missing. Mm -hmm. um, they feel like they need another person. Um, or if it's just more of the lust, I feel like the poly is approached a lot now, even on social media stuff, very lustful. Um, so what is your opinion on that? Well, my opinion on that, oh, there's a big echo. Do you guys hear that? Yeah, keep okay. talking. My opinion on that is essentially, I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's crazy that one person has to fulfill every single aspect of what I want for the rest of my life. I think that's a lot of pressure on that other primary partner or on myself as that primary partner for someone else. That is too much pressure. I don't want that pressure. I don't want that. And so if my husband meets someone that he's in alignment with that and they have a relationship that him and I can't have, or it's a different relationship. I am okay with that. If he's happy, that's all that matters to me is that he is happy. And if it comes to the point where he no longer chooses to be in a relationship with me, I think that's the big thing that people get hung up with is the fear of rejection. Yeah, You can be rejected in a monogamous relationship anyway. Oh, yeah. Can, you know, people cheat all the time. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm that? sorry. There's a question on Facebook from Kivana, which plugs in here perfectly. She said, um, this conversation is so so impactful. I would love to hear thoughts on moving past jealousy. How do you work towards that proactively? So for me, it's been a lot. Actually, it's really helped my insecurities. Um, and I know that sounds really weird. I can't really describe it. Once I 
saw him attracted to another woman and he admitted that he was attracted to another woman and there was no more oh my god I'm not pretty enough tall enough smart enough whatever it was this idea of like he's really happy and he's in this relationship with me because he wants to be not because he feels obligated not because we have children not because we're married but because I am a good primary partner for him in this moment because tomorrow we have no idea what tomorrow will hold But that really made me feel like I've been so afraid of this. What the fuck else am I afraid of that actually will liberate me? And that's actually where this whole idea of doing something every week that scares me came from, because it's this idea of I've been closing myself off and locking away a part of who I am. My whole life, I have always cheated on my significant others. And I've always made myself... Hmm. That you have, or yes, they? Oh, I have, and I've always made myself feel like an asshole. I'm a bad person. I'm wrong. I'm this, this, this. And in reality, monogamy just doesn't work for me. I don't agree with it to like a really core level. I think it's a concept that the church has constructed to keep us in, or keep us out of power. Limited. Yep. Yep. So. For me, once that was kind of opened and I was like, this is who I am. Like, and I'm just exposed. This is either accepted or not accepted. And it was accepted and received. And then there was communication around it from both parties. It was liberating. And it's still, it still is liberating. And there's no limitations. It's strictly like yesterday, we were having a bad day. Yesterday, he was upset because we, uh, he felt I was texting, I was texting Lauren too much and he felt like unheard and unseen and all of that. So it was this conversation around, okay, well, what can I do to make you feel important and valid and, and right? And all he wanted was me to help him make dinner and have a conversation with him. And so that's what was done. As compared to last year, this would have turned into a huge argument. Alexa can testify to this. And would have, like, we would have just lost it on each other, right? And built up, built up, built up. But it's really this idea of I'm choosing you in this moment. Even though you're pissing me off, I'm choosing you right now. So how can I make you feel heard and seen? How can I make you feel um, chosen? I love that. That's beautiful. Because that you described that very well, though, because... It kind of seems counterintuitive, yeah. but when you step into it, it's like a relief, you know? And so with the situation that I had, I was not looking, I was not pursuing someone else. I was not looking for love outside the marriage. I was very happy in my marriage and it happened like out of nowhere, out of my control, randomly and spontaneously and I didn't do anything I didn't act on it I just held it inside and rep- and it ate me up inside and I'm just like have all this negative self-talk of I didn't literally I literally didn't do anything wrong I didn't cheat I didn't you know I didn't mm-hmm. I just have these feelings these natural human valid feelings there there's nothing wrong with love you know um so 
just feeling how liberating it is for you. That's amazing. I love that you're sharing that and so open and exposed with that. Because um, I think a lot of people will have the same experience if they really stepped into it, you know, yeah. um, like you did. And it would really help a lot of couples. Like you said, you did counseling, coaching, all of these things. But um, just really expanding. We're expansive beings, especially if we're on this journey of, you know, this conscious journey of awakening our spiritual journey. We're going to keep expanding. So just aligning with that, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And so what's interesting is this is way more common than actually people think it is. Like this is it's underground, but it's way more common than people think. Mm-hmm. And so. What I have found in this is that there are things that I want and will do with Alex that I don't want or I'm not willing to do with Lauren and vice versa. And it's this idea of I want to have a family and a life with my husband, right? But what Lauren provides me is this feeling of like, I don't have to be a mom, I don't have to be like a super spiritual person. It's almost like shedding. I don't have to be a wife. I can just be and exist without expectation and I'm fully accepted. And that is a very freeing experience, unlike really anything else. That's amazing. Amen. Thank you both (laughs) for sharing so much. Um, it's, it's just we're three minutes away from the top of the hour. And um, actually, I think this would be an amazing conversation to continue. I wish we didn't have to end right here because I feel like we're kind of just getting started. Yeah. Um, so, Namuli, maybe you'll have to come back on at some point if you're interested. Um, and, you know, if because I think people on Facebook are really interested and I'm sure people listening later are very interested in this conversation as well. And there's a lot more to dig into. Um, so... Uh, hopefully we'll have you back and continue this conversation. But for now, can you let people know if they want to work with you on, you know, womb work or anything that you mentioned? Mm-hmm. How can they work with you? How can they contact you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my handle is Hill Your Honey. Um, and so that's on all social media platforms. Um, so TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Heal Your Honey. And I have a website, which is healyourhoney.com. And I have a form that you can fill out there and we can chat and see if we're a good fit for each other and work from there. Awesome. Definitely follow her on social media because you have so many beautiful posts. You've got to see Thank the Reiki baths. Um, yeah, we will put all of Namuli's information in the show notes of this episode. So you can just click there and, and be connected with her immediately. Namuli, thank you so much for coming on. We'll, we'll definitely be seeing you back here, hopefully, and, and continuing this conversation and really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you everyone for listening so much. And until next time, keep Keep on blooming. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.